A Creative Life acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we record this podcast on, the Gumbangya and Gubby Gubby people. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Welcome to A Creative Life with Castella and Samantha Lawrence. I'm Cal. And I'm Sam. And we like to think of ourselves as your creative business bestie. This podcast is all about living your best creative life. We're here to guide you through the ups and downs of life as a creative entrepreneur. All whilst following your intuition and listening to your soul whispers. Let's dive in. Hey, Sam. Hey, Cass. How are you? So good. So good. Because today... We are celebrating 10 years since I quit my corporate job, actually. That is the month. So today, so th- so March 2023 is 10 years since I put my resignation into my corporate job and never looked back again. Well, yay, congratulations. This is so exciting. This whole episode is so exciting just to celebrate this massive milestone 10 years in business yeah absolutely a lot has happened a lot has happened in that 10 years it's been the biggest 10 years biggest decade of my life really because if we look back Mm. um in 2013 that was yeah my Saturn returns if you listen to the Gemma Moon episode but it was um quitting my job getting married moving cities um everything everything my whole life changed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, along that journey, um, you know, was was moving and creating a new community and then having kids as well during that time. So yeah, it's definitely been the best years of my life and also the biggest growth of my life. And also for the first time in my life where I'm like, I'm where I'm meant to be. Like yeah. it feels so good. Like this is always oh. what I've meant, been, you know, because you know, everyone so knows that feeling of like in their corporate job, they're like, this, like is, this, is this it? Like, is this it? Yeah. Like, is this life? Like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, but this, I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Like I am in the yes. best years of my life. I, I just love my life so much. So, um, mm. yeah, it's, I'm, so, I'm so excited to dive into, I was going to do 10 my 10 tips but yeah. I was like 10 I'm like oh, way more than 10 so anyway stick with us it yes. might be a long episode um but you know it's all valid it's all worth it because yes. they're all really really big things I've learned along the way um I will say though that um if you are listening this week from March 20 to March 25 the doors are open to my surface pattern design course. Uh, So if you want to learn about surface pattern design and art licensing and everything that goes along with building a business around that, then come and join us. The doors are open right now. I can't wait to have you there on the inside. Yeah. It's such a big time in your business right now. This is it like is. this, this is wasn't exciting. like planned. It just like, I was just thinking that too. I'm like, oh, it wasn't that planned and I love Nothing that too. planned. What are you talking about there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, but before we dive into this epic episode of all these amazing things, um, Sam, you pulled a card. 
I do have a couple of cards that fell out for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, um, two. Two fell out, yeah, which I feel like um, they both make sense to support what you're going to share with us. Um, but, yeah, interested to hear what you think. As always, the first one is you are safe to make mistakes. You are mm-hmm. safe to be imperfect. You are safe. So um, I'm intrigued as you share all of your wisdom mm-hmm. today if there were any, I don't know, mistakes or maybe something seen as mistakes <laughs> and how, how that, um, un- yeah, unraveled for you and evolved for you along mm-hmm. the way. Um, strive to be and do your best. Do not let your fear of mistakes stop you. I love that <laughs> so much. Mistakes are a vital part of growth. They make us wiser and stronger. Um, the other one is so good for just celebrating you today and your business, which is you came from the stars, so shine bright. Do not ever dim your light to make others feel comfortable or safe. If they can't handle your glory, it's their insecurity to overcome. They are confined to the limitations of what they think is possible. The world needs your gifts. The world needs your light, so shine bright. So Castella, today we're going to shine bright and celebrate 10 years of business. Oh, that is like <laughs> such, that's such an important message for every single creative entrepreneur listening because that is the crux of being a creative entrepreneur and being successful in this industry is being yourself and making mistakes, both of those things together, making mistakes, being yourself and continuously backing yourself along the way and you know, only, you know, like what I realized and, and we'll go through all these, all these points that I've, um, you know, I, I've written down and also shared a blog post about it as well. Um, along the way I did, I did initially, I was like, Oh, it'd be cool to do like 10 tips because it's my 10 years business. And I was like, what am I talking about? I've got way more than 10 things <laughs> that I've still learned. Yeah. I was like, I kept going. I was like, I can't not say this and I can't yeah. not say that. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing I think is just giving yourself permission to be you because in this industry, the thing that's going to stand out is you. And I talk to my students about this all the time because the biggest question is how do I stand out you know in the noise how do I be seen how do I get more clients how do I attract more clients and the answer is to be more yourself um, because people are going to be attracted to that so yeah I love that message and I think that's a message for everybody to really sit with and be like how can I be more myself Um, and we'll get to that more as well in one of the things that I've, I've truly learned but I actually wish that it's something that I trusted more when mm. I started and I didn't trust that because I was never out on my own. I was always yeah. from a corporate career or had a job and you're not taught that ever because that doesn't matter as much when you're working for somebody. Yeah. Um, but if someone had told me to, you know, whatever is unique about you to trust that and actually amplify that, and that is what is going to, um, yeah, that's what's going to attract people to you and that's what's going to set you apart and that's what's going to actually grow your business. Like, But, you know, if someone said that to me in the early days, I probably wouldn't have believed them anyway. It's something you have to really learn for yourself and, yes. and continuously trust that and be like, oh, yeah, that worked and then yes. I'll do that again or try that again or I'll try that in a different way. Um, you've got to sort of learn that yourself. But, yeah, it's it just... It's one of those things, though, that it's continuously showed itself to me that, yes, if you are more yourself, 
then the 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 better you'll be at this. I love so. that so much. Do you know who else loves that? Is this baby inside me that's just gone crazy <laughs> <laughs> as you were saying that? I'm like, okay, cool. We both love this message. <laughs> Let's reiterate this one. <laughs> be yourself and trust it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. We're on the same page. We're on the same page. So <laughs> what yes, what are all of the these amazing pearls of wisdom you're gonna to share today that you've learned over the last 10 years? Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is we don't all come from a business background. And so, you know, I think there's, there's two really, there's two things to really talk about here because, you know, a lot of you listening to this are creatives. We're innately creative. We're multi-passionate where, you know, we want to do all the things. And then, then there's the business side of things, right? Because you can be creative and you can be you can do creative things at home. You can be a hobby artist. You can do all these sorts of things. But if you if you feel called to turn this into a business, then that's a whole nother aspect, right, mm-hmm. of this this thing that we call creative entrepreneurship. You can't have one without the other. Yes. Um, and I do feel like in a way I've been blessed with my background and what I've seen and heard as I've grown up, which I have taken as, oh, that's normal common knowledge, which is, you know, my parents had hospitality businesses growing up they had cafes they had you know different things and you know they they've had that my whole life pretty much and they were extremely successful in that as well so I I grew up with dinner table conversations of uh staffing um take it was there was constantly money on the table like on the dining table our table was our dining table was used to count the till at the end of the right. night you know like so it was constantly <laughs> my dad was constantly doing his book work on our dining table like yes. the conversations between my mum and dad because they were in, in the business together the conversations were just constantly about business yes. constantly about the shop constantly about staff food offerings product offerings um you know leases like all this so I grew up knowing about this stuff as common knowledge and Although sometimes like, can we just not talk about the shop for a night? <laughs> um, I didn't realise how much it would be ingrained in me and how I would just know this stuff, yes. you know. And not only did they run businesses, they ran successful businesses. So I knew yep. I knew that what they were doing was, you know, they, they were doing something right, you know. Yes. Um, so, but they were constantly going on about customer service and how important relationships are. And, you know, they were so like they were making, you know, their staff, members were their friends and their customers were their friends and I remember in the cafe like my mom would be the one that was like talking to everybody like that was like almost her job she was like (laughs) she was like chatting to everyone they'd all know each other's lives and you know and even though I didn't think of it much at the time now when I look back and I was like I'm like oh my gosh like that is the relationship building part of it and now I carry that on into my business and I realize the importance of it um so Anyway, let's dive in because I feel like I have a lot and I will try to keep it short because I feel like each of these topics are a can of worms. And it's I like an episode. It. We could do an episode <laughs> on each topic. Totally, totally. <laughs> Maybe we can be like, hey, guys, if there's something, if one of these topics you're like, oh, my God, can you talk about that more yes. or elaborate on it, let, let us know. know. And yeah. we'll like, you know, dedicate Come an episode to, to that. For sure, yeah. Because, yeah, these could each totally be their own episode. Um, so... Yeah, in no particular order. <laughs> um, so one big, in, big thing that I've learned is that, like I said, like you're balancing your creativity with your business. 
However, your creativity has to come first because this is not like, oh, what what sort of business should I do? What should, you know, what sort of business? I, and, and then go, oh, I know, I can have a creative business. It works the other way, right? So we're creative first and then we build a business um, around that. But it's super important for our creativity to come first because otherwise we will be resentful of our business. Yeah. And so we need to really focus. And this is why I've pivoted so much in my business. Like, um, you know, if you don't know, when I left school, I did interior design and I, I like built up this corporate career in retail interior design through my 20s. And then um, I studied graphic design. I moved into wedding stationery. I was doing logos. I was doing hand lettering. I was doing watercolor wedding stationery, um, other graphic design things. And then from there, um, I moved from wedding stationery into surface pattern design and more illustration. And, and, and I've, I've just kept pivoting. And I know that into the future, I'll keep pivoting because me, my creativity comes first. Yes. And if I'm not lit up by that, and if I'm not inspired by that, then I will just feel like I have another job that yeah. I have to do. Yeah. And, and so it's really important to keep reflecting and sitting with yourself and being like, do I love this? Do mm. I enjoy this? Do I enjoy the creative process? Because mm. that creative process is the foundation and the bones behind your business, yes. right? So it's like what props up your business. Um, so even though with the business side of things, we have to make money, right? I think that's why people get trapped, like, you know, stuck. It's like, yeah, okay, I get that, um, you know, I need to be creative and enjoy the creative process, but I need to make money. Right, mm-hmm. I need to turn this into a lucrative thing. I need to make money. I need to make money to survive. But I will say that, and as you know, Sam, and, and maybe you've heard my story before, but in the early days, I had a part-time role with a stationery company and I did that for 18 months. And that took the pressure off my creativity in the beginning. Yeah. Because in the beginning, I didn't trust myself. Mm. And I didn't trust myself that I could earn a full-time income from my creativity. Yeah. But what I did is because I was like, shit, I don't know if I can do this. I I was so obsessed with weddings. I was like, do you know what? I just want to work for someone else for a little while. I don't want to work for them full time because I want to work on my own thing as well. But I, I want to work for someone to learn, but also take that pressure off my creativity. And I think that's so important in those early days because mm. you want to know what it feels like to not put all the pressure on your own creativity. Mm-hmm. And and that then comes, that that sort of philosophy also then plays out later when your business is running full-time, right, in your creativity. But perhaps like for myself, I worked up my business enough so that wedding stationery was the full-time income. And then because I'd worked on that long enough, I was like, okay, now I can play with surface pattern design, but the pressure isn't on surface pattern design mm-hmm. because, I, but I know the income will be there for wedding stationery. So it's the same in the beginning when you're like, I know the income will be there from whatever X, Y, and Z I'm doing on the side, but I can be creative and I can take the pressure off that on, you know, as my other form of income and, yes. and, and you know, creative outlet. So, you know, I think that's, you know, definitely something to consider if you are putting all your pressure on the on the your creativity yeah. to, to make money from that um yeah. and you know like at at the end of each of these points I'll give you questions to ponder for yourself because I want you to think about like 
you know, we talk about this so much, Sam, like, and especially in the the podcast episode about, um, you know, the energetics of what you do, the yeah. energetics of, you know, what you create yeah. and where that comes from. Because mm-hmm. you've got to think about like, if you're creating from a space of, I'm just trying to make money, I'm just trying to make money, yeah. then that's oh. not attracting that, <clears throat> that right vibe. Um, totally. If you're coming from a place of, I'm just having so much fun and I love this yes. so much and like, you know, that that happy, like positive energy is just oozing out of you and you couldn't think of anything more happy to do in this moment um, than create, then that energy that you're putting into what you're doing is going to ripple out. And you can even just feel that even when you describe it, you know. Mm. So I think it's really asking yourself like, is what I'm doing fun? Is what yeah. I'm doing making me really happy? Is what I'm doing I could do all day long? Like you need, yes. really need to ask yourself those questions and where are you putting like so much pressure on your business to make the money? Mm. Because if you're putting that pressure on your business, then maybe maybe you need to make money in other areas just for a little while until you loosen that grip, you know? Yeah. Yep. So the second point is, or the second um, lesson I've learned, um, (laughs) which you've already spoken about, is uh, relationships. Yes. So I cannot stress this enough. I feel like sometimes, you know, when maybe when you've built your business up a little bit, sometimes you can take relationships for granted Mm. and that, you know, the next client will just be there, you know. Um, And it's good to think in, in a way where you just know the next client will be there, the universe is going to support you and the next client will be there. But there is so much merit in really nurturing those relationships yes. because you know, in the, um, I remember growing up, like in the hospitality industry, it was, it was known. And, and at one point, um, my parents had a franchise. So we learned a lot from the franchise company as well, but you know, it was known in the industry that you are way more likely to make a sale out of someone who is already your customer, as opposed to trying to get a new customer. So when we look at the online world, you already have a following on your Instagram. You already have people on your email list, potentially. You already have people who have worked with you before. You already have people who like you and love what you do. You are more likely to work with them again than yeah. you are to get a new client. So that's when, so huge. Like that really like changed my perspective when when I learned that from you yeah. recently. <laughs> but I really hadn't thought of it like that before. And it's yeah. it's massive. And I also think like what you're saying about, you know, those people that are your that you're follow that follow you for you to nurture, if you're listening and you have a small following there's still people for you to nurture. There's still people for, to buy off you. Like you can, I saw, I can't remember where I saw it, something recently someone posted that overnight they got like thousands and thousands of all these extra followers, but it didn't translate to sales. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And I think Instagram's a big one because like that vanity metric of trying to grow your followers. But like you said, like you already have people there and you already have clients who have worked with you in the past, especially like, you know, you may be starting out fresh, 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 and you've never had a client before and that's completely fine. But, you know, even if you haven't been into it for long, you still have clients who maybe it's just a few, maybe it's just a handful. But I remember learning this really, really early on, or I should say remembering it because it's something that I sort of knew, but 
this is a new way of looking at it because it's the online space, but it works in the same sort of principle. But something that worked for me, and it was a, it was like a mindset hack, was the second that you feel like you aren't doing enough, you want more followers, you want more email subscribers, you're looking for that new client, the second that you get into that negative rut and that negative energy, just pull yourself back out of that for a second and go, how can I nurture an ex-client? How can I jump into my emails and I might just email a couple of past clients and just see how they're going and not to get new work, like not to sort of say, oh, hey, you know, do you need me to do anything? Just to reach out and be like, oh, how, um, how is that new branding going that I did for you? Like what's been, what's the response been Mm. or, you know, um, so perfect Mm -hmm. example yesterday in the mail, I received this beautiful little parcel, right? And I wasn't expecting anything. I, I and I and I was like, and, and I looked on the back, and it was from Mezic Studio, um, who are an amazing photographer um, in Brisbane. And I had used them before for a photo shoot, and I was like, oh, I didn't. I haven't worked with them for a while. I'll, okay, I'll open it. And it was, so they did a photo shoot for um, my business and they also did a photo shoot for our family. And it was these two gorgeous magnets for the fridge of our family. Wow. And they were so beautiful. It was one of Eddie and Isla and then there was one of the four of us. And then there was a gift voucher in there wow. to use them again. And I was like, wow, that is the epitome of nurturing your current client base. And I am far more likely to reach back out to them than Mm. I am a new photographer because they have nurtured me and they care about our relationship. And that was just so coincidental that that's cool. I I my mail yesterday, (laughs) literally yesterday. And I was showing my husband, I was like, look, babe, like these are amazing. They, and they're on my fridge. So I look at them every day. So it's like every day you think of it. front of mind. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I encourage you that if you're feeling like you're not doing enough to get new clients, go back, just go back through your email list and, and just reach out. And do you know what? Not only is that, you know, um, are you more likely to maybe get someone to work with you again? But you're immediately put into a gratitude mindset. And so you feel different instantly the second you do that. And then you sort of think to yourself, oh, why was I thinking that way? Like I was, you know, I've got these amazing clients that I've worked with, all these amazing people, um, you know, and, and it just makes you feel better immediately. So that's something that I, I I have done from the really early days and it does really, really pay off. So um, yeah, my question to you is where can you nurture your current clients or customers? And if you don't have any clients or customers, what about the followers that you have on Instagram um, or Facebook or wherever that you, wherever you're hanging out? How can you nurture them without feeling like, I just want some, I just want more, I just want more, I just want more. Um, yeah. So the next one is the biggest topic of all. <laughs> His mindset. And I, oh, I'm like, I don't even know where to start with this. Yeah. This is its own thing. Um, it's it's actually, spoiler alert, a, a new course of mine that's coming because it's such a big topic. Not only is it big, it is everything. Yeah. Right? <laughs> 
let's be real like yeah. your beliefs become your reality so yeah. the second that you don't believe something is possible then the universe is going to prove to you that it's that not it's possible not. yep yeah, exactly <laughs> so I mean yes that goes without saying that it's um it's the biggest thing and something again that I learned early on you probably do, did too Sam right mm, for sure absolutely and and you get evidence of it in both ways, don't you? Like when you yes. really, really believe something and then it happens, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. That's yeah, it. Totally. But then you will get it the other way as well. So you, you totally. see it play out for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And there's nothing, there's nothing that will show you that more as a solo creative entrepreneur. Yeah. Because the second you're by yourself, You've got no one to blame. Yeah. You've got no one, like no one. Yeah. It is you. <laughs> like everything that happens to you is from your belief system. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. You know, so the buck stops with you. So yep. if something's going right, it's all you. Yes. And if something's going wrong, it's all you. Yes. Sorry. I don't, <laughs> but like, I sorry, but it's the hard truth. <laughs> yeah. And so I guess my question to you in, in this one is, what are you doing to improve your mindset? Yeah. So what about you, Sam? Like knowing this, mm. what did you do? Have you done? Do you do now mm. to help you constantly? Because it's a constant thing, right? It's not oh, a set yes. and forget. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I When I first realized, I, I always had this idea that your beliefs create your reality from when I was a teenager because I read The Secret. And after reading The Secret, I wrote on a piece of paper that I would get over a certain score for my, I was in, I was about to go into year 12 and then I'd get over a certain score and I just didn't like think about it again. I just put the piece of paper away and then it happened. Um, and I didn't need a score for the course I went into, but I got that score. And I remember thinking, whoa, that book is like, that's a, that's real, that thing. So that's when it like first started for me this like, yeah. oh, right, if you really believe it, okay, it's going to happen yeah. even against all odds, um, yeah. it, it will happen. Yeah. Um, and so that started early on and I always had that in the back of my mind. And then when it got to a point in my life where by Saturday return, where everything like went bad, I remember, well, I was sick and I remember saying to my friends, Oh, but I know I've attracted this. Like I know I'm attracting it. Wow. And that was hard because I was like physically sick. It's hard, it's hard to think you've attracted yes. that. And I remember my friends being like, no, don't be, I know that you think like this, but <laughs> it's not your fault. And I was like, yeah. no, I have, I've attracted this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and it was at that point that I really, really got into meditation and got into my well, psychic work actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so through that meditation is where I changed my mindset, listened to Abraham Hicks a lot, yes. just got into that world and then all of these good things happened. Yeah, and then amazing. from there I actually sought out coaching. So I sought out mm -hmm. you as a mentor for mm -hmm. like I didn't grow up with business side of stuff. So I was like, mm -hmm. I need help in that area. I've got mm -hmm. and my mindset's positive, but I don't know these practical things. So I got yes. a coach. Um, like now I have a I have a life coach currently. You know, so I like mm -hmm. I seek out constantly like at that next level, what what do I need now? Like what do I need next? Oh, constantly it's so working. constant yeah. and it's so important. I, I feel like, yeah, the second you get a coach or you, or you be, 
you know, become part of a coaching group or whatever it is, mm. you realise, because I feel like when you're by yourself, it can be easy to be like, oh, no, I don't need a coach. It's, yes. it, can ease, it can be easy to say that. I can just keep listening to podcasts or I can just do that. Yeah. But the second you get a coach, you're like, oh, like it changes. It this. changes. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's easy, like even if you're the most disciplined person in the world, it's still easy to lose those daily rituals like yeah. of meditating every day or yes. listening to something positive or like yeah. flipping the way you think about something. Like yes. Just yes. to have somebody else say, oh, okay, but can you look at it this way? Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, huge. So, so important. It's constant, isn't constant. it? Constant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, same. I started um, this journey on. Um, I, I feel like I feel like you and I are probably very similar. We've always been probably quite positive people. Yes. You yeah, know, that's like, like the base level. Yeah, like that's like optimistic. <laughs> base level optimistic. Sorry, <laughs> like that helps. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> um, because I'm like always looking at the positive side. Same. Of things. And it's like just a natural thing. Um, yes. But. Yeah, I think taking ownership of when things are going good or bad is so important. Um, And I'm the same. Podcasts are huge for me. Uh, Definitely started my journey into all this mindset work and and then, um, yeah, listening to to what goes on inside and then then understanding that your mindset, understanding the brain, the different brain waves because I think understanding that – your mindset is not just in your conscious mind. Exactly. Your mindset, you know, delves right deep into your subconscious, where yes. into those um, lower brainwave frequencies where you don't have a like conscious control over mm-hmm. it. So those subconscious beliefs that are coming from your childhood and things like that, that you may not realize where they came from and you may not even realize they're there, but you know, understanding that sends you on a whole rabbit hole. And I, I do have like a whole separate blog post on that as well because it is a whole it is a whole nother thing. Um and just yeah, I, I think being yeah. aware is just the first point, right? And we yeah. do talk about this in when we interviewed Claire Wood. Yes. Because we talked about money mindset. Yes. Right. And we talked about how awareness is actually the first step. Yes. And it's yes. really important because then it's you shine a light on that awareness and then you're like, oh, I wonder why I think that. Mm-hmm. The second that you realise when we were born into this world and we had no beliefs, yep. maybe like if you, if you start getting into past life conversations, that's another thing. But if you imagine like we're born with a fresh slate mm. and we didn't have any of these beliefs put onto us and then, you, and then it's so interesting I find because then you're like, you know, you might just catch yourself saying something or believing something and then and then sort of just being aware of that and going why do I believe that like yeah hang on a second what why why is that true for me and then I think like your point of like having coaches or or people around you to be like no that's what why would you think like that you know and then you're like oh I don't know why I think like that yeah so I think just being aware that it's not reality just isn't like black and white that that there's layers to that um and there's there's patterns in your life that are holding you back and then realizing what those patterns are and why you have those patterns and where those patterns form and then how to unravel those patterns is is crucial Mm -hmm. in this whole growth area of business I mean yeah it's it's 
but to me it's like it's so fun yes me that. Too. I love it it's like a constant um evolution of like what what else is there in there that like you just it's just you're never done there's like always no. something else in there and and hypnotherapy actually was was the probably biggest turnaround for me in uncovering those subconscious beliefs so that I was yes. aware of them so then I could do something about changing them yeah that's Sometimes right you do need help to find yeah, out what they 100%. are percent yeah kinesiology reiki hypnotherapy yes. um all those all are the things. such amazing modalities to help you yeah rewire your subconscious or even just find out why you have those beliefs um a little hack that I do that's um a little bit different but I find that it really helps in me thinking bigger and to my next level with my mindset is trying not to make things such a big deal yeah so Mm -hmm. when we start out in business it can be like how the actual hell am I meant to make a hundred thousand dollars a year from my creativity? Like what the hell, like how the hell is that even possible? And that's a lot of people's thoughts when they sort of enter this industry or this business. But my mind goes straight to, well, how can I normalize that? Yeah. How can I make that my new normal? And how can I make that not a big deal? Mm. Like at the moment I'm trying to make half a million dollars a year, not a big deal. Yes. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, yeah. why is it such a big deal? You know, like, and, and to me, I'm like, well, that's just, just going to be my new normal, you know, and, and really like feeling into that and stepping into that and changing the way you think about things to be not such a big deal. What if like your dream client right now, the person that you're thinking of that you thought, oh, I could never ever work with them. What if they like approached you next week or next month? Like not a big deal. Yeah. Not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> kind of is a big deal, but think about it as not a big deal. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I try to think of it like that, like when I do big collaborations or whatever. And then what it does too is it makes you start to think even bigger for yeah. fun. Like, yeah. Cool. What how could I how could I work with this like super famous person that I've got on my dream board? Like, you know, like it's it just pushes the limits of of what could be. And yeah. for me, I just think oh, well, no, no big deal, no big deal. Like, because I feel like if you put a big deal on it mm-hmm. and then you're like, that's never going to happen, then you're going to make it never happen, Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. So anyway, that's just something that I do that helps me, you know, um, make big goals my new normal. Yeah. Um, a couple of like boringy, <laughs> money ones um <laughs> that are really important um I think and that, and we talk about this with Claire Wood in the in the um episode and we can link to it as well but is knowing knowing your profit in your business so so knowing your turnover and then knowing your profit so obviously your profit is your turnover minus your expenses so knowing what's left over is really really important in your business um so is setting aside your taxes okay so that's another point setting aside your taxes taxes we have to pay be grateful for the taxes that we pay the amazing um country that we live in you know all the benefits that we get from paying taxes our roads our beaches our cities like everything that's kept clean and workable and you know being grateful for that putting your taxes aside um before before anything so what i do every month is i pay myself that's another another point I pay myself every single month. And when I pay myself, 
at the exact same moment of paying myself, I put aside my tax, my GST and my uh, super. And I put that into a completely separate account, knowing that that money is not even mine. And I have no qualms about it. I have no issues with it. I'm grateful for it. Um, you can even call uh, Denise Duffield Thomas hack is like, you know, you could call that account money loves me or mm. I'm grateful for tax or something like that. And yeah. that sort of changes your mindset around it as well. So that's like another really, it's like the simplest thing, but it's, it changes everything. It's huge. It really does. And you do that by a percentage at the end of the month of your income? Yeah. So what I do is, and it depends because if people are paying GST, some people may be paying GST, some people may not be paying GST depending on what they earn per year. Um, so what I do is I pay myself and then let's just say, for example, I paid myself $10,000, then I would usually halve that and go, okay, what's half 10,000, 5,000, then put 5,000 into that other account, um, which usually works out to be about right. Um, and if there's some left over, great. Um, so yeah, so knowing your profit as well, obviously is super important to know the trajectory of your business, because one thing that's not spoken about in the online world is profit. You won't hear people talking about profit. Why? Because their turnover is so large, right? So mm. people are people want to talk about their turnover, how many um, figures they made per month or per year. So they may have a six-figure month, seven-figure year, eight-figure year, whatever. So they're that's talking about really that. annoyed me. <laughs> Hey. No, that's always really annoyed me. I'm like, yeah, but oh, yeah. how much are you actually taking? Yeah, I don't know. It's I always know, really bothered me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you don't know how big people's teams are. Yes. Like, um, yes. I heard, I was listening to a podcast recently where someone um, made like $33 million in not even a year or something. And, but they had like over 50 staff members and like, you know, so the thing is like, yeah, the second you start seeing what people are making, you start comparing, you, but you can't compare at all. You yeah. have no idea what their business looks like. Yeah. You also have no idea what their profit is. Yeah. Like you don't even know if they're making a cent. You don't even exactly. know if they can pay themselves. Yeah. So yeah. not knowing that is sort of like, you know, you don't know, you can't really sort of sort of take their income as a grain of salt because. Totally whatever their turnover is doesn't mean, doesn't necessarily mean they have a profitable business. So, mm. um, you know, I, I love having a, a business where my expenses are super low yes. so that like, you know, I have one, one staff member, um, and plus a VA and my income is quite high and I've only got myself to pay, you know? So, you know, that's the, the way I like to do business, but some people like to have bigger teams or, you know, and, turnover multi-million dollar um revenues or but yeah higher just, spaces like you have higher space, spaces like, exactly exactly I prefer to work from home where my yep. overheads are really low yeah so yeah you, you you don't know um so you've just got to take care of your own backyard pretty much yeah so I've mentioned it before and that is paying yourself Yes. It's really, really important to pay yourself and to get into the habit of paying yourself. It's really easy in the early days not to pay yourself because you don't have a lot of money coming in. But you need to create the habit of paying yourself. And I don't care if you're paying yourself 50 bucks a month 
but you are going to create a habit at the end of every month or for me, I pay myself at the start of the next month. Um, I pay myself on like the first, second or third of each month, um, you know, for the month prior. And that figure that I pay myself has just continuously grown over the 10 years, right? Mm. So it doesn't matter how small you start off, but what happens is you subconsciously, you are, well, you're saying that you're worth being paid and, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's not about pouring everything back into your business, but also you are naturally going to want to grow that amount. And when you see that amount grow is when you get really excited about your business and you're like, oh my gosh, the business is paying me. And I, you know, what can it pay me this month? Mm -hmm. What can it pay me next month? And also in 12 months time, how do I, how much do I want it to be paying me? And then that really helps you grow your business. It helps you know where you want your business to go. It helps you get excited for what your business, your, your business's potential could be. But it also opens up this little space in your brain that is like, hmm, like how, how could I get more? You know, how, how could I how could I pay myself more? And then so you like automatically are starting of thinking of new ideas and, you know, new offerings or new ways of bringing in that money um, to, to grow that amount. So I found that that practice has been crucial yes. in supporting me through this last 10 years, you know? Yeah, and and for anyone listening, just to make it really clear and basic, this looks like your business um, banking is very separate to your personal banking. You've got your two business accounts, and then you're paying yourself into your personal account. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forget that some people set up their business in their personal account because that's not any anything I've ever done, and I, I would not recommend that at all. Um, if you are serious about this business, then you need to immediately set up a bank account in that business. Yes. Because the thing is like, I mean, it just sends out all those signals to the world. It's like, I'm a serious business. I'm a business. That's right. Yeah. 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 Go do it now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If anything, go do that now. Yeah. so another thing that I've done, and, and we spoke about this in the licensing episode as well, but it's about pricing and pricing your services. So I naturally started lower pricing. I, I naturally started offering my service as a, at a lower price because I was straight out of studying and I kind of didn't know what I was doing and I sort of fumbled my way around and still charged anyway. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do a logo for 150 bucks or I'll do a pattern for 100 bucks. Like, sure. Like, and it, it's, you know, you've been there too, Sam. It's totally okay to start oh, off that yes. way. And I'm so sick of people like, no, you're worth more. You need yeah. to start charging like 700 bucks for a logo in the beginning. Like, you got to start no, somewhere. <laughs> We've got to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is like, oh, my God, there's so much that goes along with that. Like if you start charging higher than what you think you should be charging, Mm. you're going to stress yourself out majorly. Um, You know, you could earn a bad reputation for yourself because, you know, your work may not be worth that amount of money quite yet because you don't really have the experience yet. Yeah. Um, So start 
where you're at and slowly grow from there, but make sure you grow because the worst thing that you can do is also in a couple of years time, still be at those same prices that you were before, right? So you have to continuously grow. You have to continuously back yourself and know that the, and, and this is the thing that we talk about quite often in this industry too, is that the more you do, the better you get, the quicker you get. Yes. Right? Yes, so exactly. then, you know, five years in or whatever, yeah. people are paying you for your five years experience. Yes. They're paying you for how quick you can do your things. Efficiency. They're paying you yep. for all this experience that you've learned up until this date because you know your shit. Yeah. So own that. Yes, totally. Own that and charge for that. So, you know, it goes both ways. So, yes, starting out small is fine, but you have to keep increasing or you won't have a profitable business and you'll resent your business. Yes. (laughs) Right? You need to keep enjoying your business because what's the point really in this whole thing, you know? Um, So that's a biggie as well. So, you know, questions to ask yourself, how do you feel about your current pricing? Do you feel like you're ready to increase your current pricing? Or if you're like, no, 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 I'm happy with my current pricing where it's at, could you add in a VIP offering? Like um, I spoke about in the solo app of the, the, the customer journey, is there an opportunity to insert a VIP offering, you know, that is all your expertise, um, something that you're passionate about, um, something that you can offer at a really high level because you have that experience now. Yep. Um, Another thing that I, and this comes back to pivoting. So another thing that I've learned about your offering is having a core offering that you're known for. This is not about niching because niche, the word niching, I feel like can um, get confusing to people. Cause it's like, how do I niche? What do I niche in? Like, you know, you get sort of like, um, a bit stress, stressy about it, I suppose. Um, but this is about having a core offering that you feel confident with in the beginning. So, you know, is that logo on branding? Is that your art prints that you're selling? Is that, um, a, like is that wedding photography like what is it for you that you can confidently say or work up to being your core offering because I think what happens is we get super multi-passionate right we get like you know so excited about all the things because we're just like oh we could do this we could do this oh my god oh my god oh my god and that's fine and fair and 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 we can do that but we still have a business and i think this is where we have to be like okay rein it in <laughs> what do i have to do to you know to, like stay creative on the side that is so important keep your creative juices flowing on the side but with your business we need to keep your offering clear yeah. you need to keep your offering clear so that people know when they see you come across you they know how you they can work with you and that's really important that you're not offering like a million things because Mm -hmm. you're passionate about a million things Mm -hmm. it's really important to rein it in in the beginning and that's what I found like in the beginning I was so passionate about wedding stationery but in the in the very beginning I was like well I have no experience in wedding stationery yet I don't feel like this can be my core offering so my core offering was logo and branding and I was like do you know what I I know I can do this because I've come out of graphic design school and I've 
I've learned this so deeply that I feel really, really confident in it. So I'm going to start offering this. And I did. And then I offered wedding stationery on the side. But slowly, 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 the more weddings I did, the more confident I got. So I sort of like started taking logo stuff off my website and then putting more wedding stationery (laughs) on to be like, hey, guys, this is what I do. Like this is like... And do you know what? A really great question to ask yourself. And I remember Claire Wood, I coached with her one time. And this was the question that she started with. What do you want to be known for? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Freaking hell. I don't know. Like, but it made me sit with that question and go, oh, what do I want to be known for? And at that time, it was unique handcrafted wedding stationery. And that's what I wanted to be known for at that time. But this is the other thing, what you want to be known for can shift as well Mm. and it can change, but it's really important to have one thing at one time that you want to be known for. And then the other offerings can sort of like feather around that. It can support that. And then if you're like, okay, I'm so sick of this core offering. I don't want to do it anymore. That's fine. You can pivot, but pivot slowly. And Mm. that's what I, and that's how I was able to maintain my income as well and and grow the business annually is I was just slow, ever so slowly being like, hey guys, I do this. And then just take more of the other thing off my website and off my Instagram to sort of be like, you know, and and I always say, and we talk about this all the time, show the world what you want more of. Yeah. Just keep showing the world what you want more of. Um, don't show everything. Don't show everything that you do. Don't, don't let it be confusing. So have something, have a core offering, let that build up, then start to add something new or then pivot if you want to pivot. But if you are just constantly pivoting or you're running yourself thin, offering a million things, your business won't actually grow, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's a really important one. And, you know, something to ponder on is, what am I loving right now? What can my core offering be? But also, what do you want to be known for? Um, another big one, Sam, I feel like you could talk on this on ages, is don't go it alone. Oh, yes. Which, I mean, we kind of just spoke about too with the coaching thing. But it's also about that support in the beginning as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? And, like, you uh, – it's not saying you need to get, like – build a team straight away or get, you know, someone in your business or a partner. It's find your community, find your people, surround yourself with like-minded people that understand what you're doing, understand what you're trying to create in the world, support you, encourage you, your expanders. Yeah, which is a big reason we created this too. Yeah, absolutely. the main one probably. (laughs) It really is, Um, yeah. Yeah, because when we decide and make that decision to go on this journey, it's so freaking isolating. Totally. Because so so much of the time we don't have someone in our life doing this. That's right, yeah. You know, most of our like maybe school friends or work friends are either, you know, off, doing work or having yeah. a job or what like yeah. you know quote unquote normal job whatever normal job. whatever that is <laughs> um you know and and not many people are going about it solo and i think that's like first of all sometimes there's some shame around that like oh i'm not ready to admit that this is what i'm doing or yeah. you know or or i don't even know how to go about this or there's so much for me to learn and all this sort of thing um so 
yeah community is huge the support around you is huge yeah just having one friend in the beginning yeah. um, is, is really one important person to talk to you. and if you're listening and you don't have anyone honestly jump into our facebook group yeah. our f- free facebook group a creative life podcast collective it is so good for yeah. exactly this yeah absolutely absolutely and that was my next point is facebook groups like um, whether it's free or it's part of a course that you've joined. I know our Surface Pattern Design Facebook group is so supportive and so active, but also because like this is very niche what we do. And so there's not, some people don't even know one person in their life doing this. Yeah. And so just to be able to have conversations where people are like, oh, I, to- I totally get it. I get yes. everything that you're talking about. Yes. It is so yeah. reassuring. Yeah. Um, and then going from there when you're ready to join groups or yeah. masterminds that really support you. And I will say that if you are not, if you aren't financially ready to do that, look at forming your own. If yeah. you are, if you feel like maybe, maybe you're the type of person to do it, or maybe you know someone who's the type of person to do it, um, forming a group in your local area or where you can catch up regularly goes such a long way. Yeah. Um, if, if you, if you're not ready yet to, you know, to invest in something yourself. Um, but this is something you'll realize that the more you'll do it, the more you'll want to do it. And it's not like, cause I'm someone who loves going about things on my own. And I think you are too, Sam. Definitely. Yeah. So this isn't about oh, people. I have to deal with people. I have to talk no. To people. You and I were talking about the other day, how like we both don't like co-working spaces. No, exactly. Cause we're like, just, I just want to do my thing. Just let, me please, do my thing. Let, let me alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think, um, it's not about that. So don't no. think like it's about like people annoying you or whatever. It's it's about only coming together like when you need to, to for that support, support um, yes. to keep to keep you going. Exactly. On your own path. Or if you if you ever you get stuck on something and you need to just ask someone, and someone else has had the same problem as you, yeah, and you can talk that out with someone and move forward. Yeah. Like, boom! It's just like so much more efficiency to move forward in your business and your life. Yeah, hundred percent. Because when you uh, going through this alone and you come uh, across obstacles you don't know if those obstacles are normal or not exactly You're like, yes yeah. the people go through this i don't yes. know is anyone like, else am i just weird this? am i just like <laughs> dumb like yeah. what the hell why can't i navigate through this or why yeah. can't i figure this out is this program maybe it's like a tech stuff? thing or yeah. <laughs> you know so yeah that totally. um it, that goes without saying because you you can't go it alone you just and, and if you do you'll just go at a much slower pace than what you could yes. if you had that support around you. Yeah. And mindset, it really like expands your mindset and gets you to think differently and in different ways exactly. that you hadn't thought of before. Yeah. Um, so another one is going with your gut. And we speak about this like on every single episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you needed this, then where have you been? Um, <laughs> but this was something that in the early days, I wasn't as in touch with my intuition in the early days. I was came from that corporate life, so I didn't even, you know, think to acknowledge what my gut was saying or anything like that. But I remember in the early days, especially for me, it was being alone a yeah. lot. Yeah. And this was before I had children as well. Like I only had my, I didn't have my business very long before I started having kids. And but I remember in that first six months to a year, I was like, whoa, like my thoughts and feelings are loud because yeah. I'm by myself all the time. Yeah. 
So it's like I am the only I am the only like critic, I'm the only judge of what I'm doing. I'm and I'm like and it was really interesting because I I remember like so vividly times when I would send something off to a client and be like oh, I probably should have checked that, but it's all good. I'll just send it. And then like something will come back about that exact thing and I'm like I knew it. Like, I, why did I not listen to myself? Yes. Like, and then I just noticed it coming up over and over again. Like, you need to check that, or you should have, you know, you should have phoned that person before you did that. Or I don't think I should take on this client. I don't know why, but I don't think I should. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, shut up. Like, whatever. Just do it. Like, just take on the client, move on. And then they're a pain in the ass, and you're like shit why and it's like that constant (laughs) constant over and over and over again and I mean it doesn't matter how well you know your intuition and your gut and all those things um you still ignore it sometimes oh totally yeah yeah and you're like why did I do that but yeah I just think I mean, I know that it's got stronger over time and that I've learnt to listen to it now and I'm like, okay, I acknowledge it and go, yep, okay, mm. cool. If I listen to it, I know it's for a reason or if I, I'm hearing it or feeling it, I know it's for a reason and so I really listen to that now and like we were saying right in the beginning, Sam, like um, it, the more you listen and the more you realize that you listen to it for a reason and it like it works then the more likely you'll listen you, you, that you're going to listen to it again in the future because it's proven to you that it worked and I, yeah i felt like from a practical point of view like i needed that to be like i i'm i'm going to listen to it because I remember when I didn't and it didn't work out. Yes, and I think that's big too because sometimes like, you know, you you get used to doing it and you start doing it a lot. But then sometimes you you might have a gut feeling or have a sense of something, but you don't want to listen to it because you don't want to do the thing. Yes! (laughs) And so so you kind of just like put it aside like, oh, no, I didn't. I didn't actually think. You're like, I don't have time for that. Right? I'll put that aside. (laughs) And so sometimes you just need, like, maybe you're listening now and you just need this reminder, like, you know that thing that you do actually have a gut feeling about but you keep, like, suppressing? Yeah. Like, let's actually look at that. Why? Let's do it. Like, what if a client is a pain in the ass and you don't want to work with them anymore? Yeah. That's hard. That's hard to go. That's hard to say. I don't think we're the right fit yes. anymore. Yeah. Like, hello, most of us are people pleasers and want to just everyone yes. to like us. Like, yep. So <laughs> that's really hard, but it pays off. And yep. the thing is, the more you do it, the better you get at yes. it. And what I've learned too, right, is if you had to listen to your gut in the beginning that no, this wasn't a good client, you wouldn't be in this position. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, like, exactly. it's, it's like, you know, if the, the, the more you listen to it and the earlier on you take action from yeah. it, the better off you're going to be and you're not going to be in these situations yep. where you have to backtrack out of it, totally. you know. Totally, yes. So yes. listen to it. and But it's one of those things, though, that we can say it, oh, so but you don't know it until you've yeah. felt it. So yep. just just trust us, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my question to you to ponder is, where are you spending enough time alone 
to truly listen to that gut feeling and that That's intuition. Right. And and you said meditation yes. for you earlier, Sam. For me, usually it's time alone. So that yes. and, and quiet time. So whether that's driving with no music, walking yes. with no podcast in my ear, um, in the shower, yes, maybe just before bed, just when you wake up. Where where are the times or or yoga or something like yes. that's really good as well. Where are the times where you're just like, oh, even painting, like painting yes. with, even painting with music on, or painting with no music on, being in flow or being mm-hmm. in a state where you don't have to think, are you doing that enough so that those intuitive nudges can come That is that? huge. That's absolutely huge. And also when, I just want to touch on like this idea of meditation because that it's just really good to look at meditation creatively. Like you're all creative people too. It's not just sitting there by yourself, like, you know, with your cross legs and your hands there. It doesn't have to look like that. It doesn't actually look like that for me. It's, it's a bit different, but there's so many other things like washing the dishes, quietly cooking a meal, gardening, going for a walk. These are all forms of meditation. So swims in the ocean. Swims yeah. in the ocean ocean. Often when I say meditation, I just want to like be clear there's so many different ways that could look for you. Yeah. And yeah. and it really is important to do I mean these things are or you could really extend them to self-care, right? Like a lot of these things are self-care yeah. too. And to make the space and and time in your life for them so that you can then hear these whispers and nudges and and listen to your gut. Absolutely. And like you said, like nearly everybody listening is going to be creative in some way. And you know how we spoke about prioritizing your creativity? Yes. If you actually prioritize your creativity, you're actually going to find that it's those times, yeah, where you can tap into this. Exactly. If you look at it like, oh, okay, the more I can be creative and the more I can carve out time for my creativity, the more I'm carving out time to sit with myself Mm -hmm. and listen to what's coming through. Because, yeah, everybody can relate, like, you know, when they're in that creative flow state, things just come through and Mm -hmm. ideas pop in or these little whispers come through. And But then it's it's acknowledging acknowledging them like they are valid. Yes. I think that's another thing as well. Um, So... Yeah, like carving out time for you to it, – it's hectic. Like life is hectic for everybody, no matter like whether you've got kids or not, we're always doing things and on the go. Um, but, yeah, just being really conscious about making that time for yourself or your creativity so that, yeah, you're tapping back in um, and yeah. allowing those things to come through. Huge, huge. And – Oh, another one. <laughs> a- alongside like following your gut is being you. And yeah. I can't even like, and this comes back to the cards you pulled, Sam, at the beginning, but it's the hardest and the easiest thing to do yes. all at the same time. <laughs> it's, that's so true. Yep. <laughs> being you is the easiest thing on this planet. Because you were born you. Yep. You don't have you to don't do know anything how to, to be try anything to do it. but you. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, um, it's like relationships. Like this just popped into my head straight away. Like it's like relationships, right? Because when you find your person, the first things mm. that you normally say are, 
I can just be myself. Mm-hmm, that's so true. Yeah. I just, I get to be me. Yeah. I get to be me around this person. I don't have to be anybody else. I don't yeah. have to put on a persona. I can just be me, yeah. warts and all. Yeah. And they love me anyway. Yeah. And that is sacred because it's just you and your partner and you're in your own space. The world isn't watching you. You get to be yourselves. Yeah. But then the, the irony is that that is the person you need to be in the online space yeah. in front of everybody. Yeah. But that's so fucking hard. It's so hard. <laughs> because we are riddled with judgment yeah. and comparison yeah. and what if we're not enough and all this stuff. And, you know, no one's excluded from that. No way. Yeah. Because we all feel like that because we're all human. Yeah. But if I've learned anything it is that the more me I am, the more successful my business is. And sometimes that's like not the easiest thing to hear. Yeah. Because some people don't want to be them or they're scared of being them. Um, and and I'm on this journey now, you know, and this is the thing, I can say this after 10 years. like, But I'm on this journey now where I have this almost like competition with myself or this challenge, I should say, with myself, where I'm like, how more me can I be? I love that. That's great. And, and it's like this unraveling of myself because I've been the good girl growing mm. up. I've been, you know, I wouldn't say like I was the teacher's pet, but I definitely never did the wrong thing. And I strived you know, during my corporate years to be, you know, such a good employee and do such good work and never question anything. And so, you know, we, we've all had those societal pressures on us to sort of fit in and do the right thing. So unraveling that is really hard. And I feel like the older you are or the more Um, depending on what your experiences are, it can, you know, be harder to sort of like you've got more onion layers to peel (laughs) off. Yeah, true, yeah. So now and and sometimes it's like, well, who who are we? Who who is the real us? And sometimes it's like, do we ever know who the real (laughs) us is? Because, you know, I feel like the real us, because I have kids that are three and seven, I feel like I can look at them and go, that is the real you. Yeah. You don't have, you haven't been conditioned by society yet. You are questioning everything. Yeah. You are asking why about everything. You are, you know, and I can see my son, he's seven and he's in the school system and and he's starting to, you know, understand what's accepted and what's not Mm. accepted. And I'm witnessing this and I'm like, wow, this is really interesting Mm. because, you know, society wants you to be a certain way and I'm, you know, barracking for you to be your own self and I can see, yeah, I can see how they are in their natural state, how crazy they are, how, you know, how they each have their own quirks and just weird, funny things that you're just like, who even are you, you know? <laughs> like, And, you know, it's that 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 gets suppressed as we get older. And so it's like now, I don't know, I I throw this challenge out to you. Like what is something that you can do today, this week, this month that is 
that you're putting into your business that's even more you. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and the the second you, you do that and you're like, oh, I'm safe. I'm I'm fine. I'm still alive. Yes. <laughs> you know, the second that you like do that, you'll be like, oh, what else can I do? What else can I do? Me? Let's you do know? Yes. Um, and I find that with my creativity, like yes. what comes naturally to me, you know, I'm like, oh, I, this just comes naturally to me. I guess this is okay. This is all I've got, you know, like sort of yes. thing. And I'm like, well, this is me and I'm going to just put it out there and, you know, it's going to have to be enough. I it's just, just and enough. you know what? It actually is such a gift of having your own business. Like they say, you know, entrepreneurship is like the biggest form of self-development, personal development. Yeah. And because for this reason, like it makes you look at this stuff and, and, and unravel it all and be you and be more you and constantly be more you and put yeah. yourself out in the world. And as much as that is scary and can be hard, is there anything more rewarding? Like what a gift oh. that you get that from from the work you do in the world like could you ask for any more <laughs> to be yourself yes like, to, to get to show up as you and yes. not think about it um it's you amazing know, like I said in the beginning like I have students reach out like how can I how can I be different like why aren't um brands wanting to work with me like you know and I go and look at their account or their website and I'm like well where are you like yeah. where are you in your brand yeah why would why would someone work with you over this company or yeah. why would someone work with you over this person or what like you tell me why yeah. like you know because they can't connect with you they can't see you you and your creativity are the point of difference yes and the more you can show the more unique you are the better i mean Leonie Dawson is an inspiration to both of us because yeah. she is so herself. Yep. That unapologetically. I can't even say the word. Unapologetically herself, um, which is what makes her so magnetic. Yes. You know, and, and I just think that it's not like we and, – and this is the other thing, right, and I think sometimes our brains can go to this – it's almost like how how quirky can we be? How different can we be? Um, how? But it's not about that. No, d- no, it's not that. Don't yes. be quirky for the no. sake of being don't, quirky. Yes. Don't be like, <laughs> don't go the opposite way and be yeah. different for the sake of being no. different. It's like just how how can you amplify you? Yeah. You know, just take the the parts of you, and I do. This is a little exercise that we do in the course, actually. Um, we have this exercise and you can all do it, um, is write an email to five people that you feel it's safe to write an email to um, in your life. So that can be your parents, your siblings, your cousins, your loved ones, your friends, you know, your a favourite colleague, whatever, and ask them what your superpowers are. Yeah. Just ask them and be like, what do you think my superpowers are? Like, mm-hmm. what do you see in me that's different to other people or what are my quirks or what am I, you know? And it's actually amazing what comes back. Mm-hmm. And and I get that feedback in the course is like, you know, it's a nerve-wracking exercise to do sometimes, but you need to be able to feel safe with these people in doing that. Yeah. But, you know, it could be come back your kindness. It could yeah. come back your crazy laugh your um your love of color your like it just could be random stuff but 
take those things and how can you amplify them in yes. your business Yes, um, is a really good exercise. So ask yourself, or do that exercise, um, ask yourself um, where you're showing up as a watered down version of you to try and fit in. Oh, that's um, huge. I love that. That's a huge, that's a big question. <laughs> I love yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's probably many areas. Yes. Um, but then just ask yourself, how can I be more me yeah. um, in the world or in my business? Um, yeah. So the last one I have here, lucky last, sorry, this is like our longest episode ever. Um, and it just said one, one, one. It so, did. Yeah. I just saw that too. <laughs> one, one, one. <laughs> I think they're saying it's okay that it's long. It's necessary. Okay. <laughs> if you've hung in there, thank you. <laughs> but these are all important points. But, um, the last one is, is that this is all one big crazy ride. It's a big experiment and there are no rules, okay? So I don't care what coach you have, what course you've done, I don't care what you've read on the internet, who you're following and what they say, every one of those people, they say how it worked for them. Mm -hmm. And you are different. So it's going to work for you differently. There are no set rules. And that's why, Sam, you and I, in most of our interviews, we ask, what do you do differently to the norm? Yes. Because it doesn't work for everybody. And that's why in my course I teach so many different ways to be a surface pattern designer because I know what worked for me, but I know what worked for me doesn't work for everybody else else. because everybody has different superpowers, everyone has different personalities, Everyone interacts in this world so differently. Yes. So you, it's an experiment. And the second that you look at it, like how freaking amazing is it that I get to be creative and I get to interact and exchange with this world in this way, like as, as a, you know, as a form of supporting myself like what a privilege. Oh, how how amazing. grateful and like to even be able to play in this way. Yeah. And when you start to look at it like that, it is just becomes this big blessing and it's like how fun that I get to navigate through this and see what works for me because I don't know. I don't even know what's going to work for me. I'm just going to keep going until I find out. And so don't be discouraged when you might follow some formula or some system and you're like, I'm like, you're like, why aren't I getting the results? Why is this not working for me? Could be many things. Um, could be your mindset. But, you know, it, it's a process of bettering yourself. Like you said, it's this massive, you know, um, form of self-growth, this whole entrepreneurship game. Um, but just keep fumbling your way through and and make sure and 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 this is back to why I say put your creativity first because you're gonna fumble yeah you're gonna make mistakes yeah yeah back to the card you pulled (laughs) at the beginning you're going to make mistakes so if you have your creativity that you freaking love so 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 much and you live for creating like that then the business part can become fun yes you know and and you can sort of see the joy in that and, and you know take each mistake as a lesson learned and that you're not failing you're just trying new things and look at it as fun I love that you've ended with this one actually because I think there is just so much noise out there like if you're starting out there are so many people telling you how to do 
every little part of your business. Yeah. There is a course on everything. Yep. People are telling you on their on their Instagram accounts every day what to do on whatever. Yep. We're one of them. We're, we're, we're giving, you know, tips and advice and stuff. Yep. A part of that that we're offering that I think mm-hmm. is really important is to listen to yourself more than any of the other noise. Oh, like, yeah, your relationship with yourself is going to be the most rela- the most important relationship, like, of your life, right? And listening to your gut, like we said, like, that is, that has become my new navigation yes. of, okay, like, will what this person's saying, will it work for me? Yeah. I don't know that, yep. but I can tune in and I yep. can be like, my only question to myself is, does this feel fun? Yep. Like, does this feel like I like I would be happy going down that path? Yeah. Knowing that it may work out either way. Exactly. And it's okay right? if it doesn't work out. It's not a waste of your time. It's not a waste of your energy. It was worthwhile doing. It's a That's part right. of your journey. That's right. Yeah. So just keep coming back to yourself. Keep asking yourself, does this feel good? Does this feel fun? You know, would I have loved this journey no matter what yes. the outcome? Yes. Um, yeah. So that's a lot to ponder. That was a lot, <laughs> yes. And there's 10 years of my life. Yes. <laughs> in one podcast, which is only my business life, right? Um, well, I've yes. had two crazy kids along the way, which, yeah. you know, has made life a lot more interesting with the business. Um, but I've every single thing that we've touched on today is what I've kept focusing back on during all the the good times and the hard times as yeah. well. Because raising a family and having a business is it's almost like personal growth on steroids. Yeah, which you're about to experience soon. Oh God! Then. Yeah, um, I just felt my heart really fast. <laughs> is the baby kicking now? <laughs> no, no, not now. <laughs> all right. So that yeah. Anyway, thank you. Thank you for tuning into all of that. I hope, um, you know, I hope you just take one thing yes. away from yes. all of that today. And, you know, congratulations, Cass. Like this is a celebration. This is absolutely huge. I'm actually so happy on a personal level to be able to celebrate this with you. Like I thank I think it's amazing. I think you're incredibly inspiring and I'm so grateful that you're in my life and that we do this podcast together and that anyone listening gets to like have that piece of you that piece of magic that you have that's why in the first place I was so drawn to you and I was like Cass you need to be on a podcast because you you just are so special and and you you know you've been in a business on your on your own so I'm just so glad that we as the community today and me as your friend can just celebrate this for you because it's huge and it is worth celebrating and thank you for doing that in again such a generous way where you've imparted wisdom to all of us (laughs) Um, which is very typical of Cass's personality she's very generous and kind um so thank you for sharing this and I'm just so happy that we could celebrate this today oh thank you you make me cry Oh, true. No, it's all true. It's I know. And, and there, there's another message is stop and celebrate. Stop and smell the roses. Yes. Um, we haven't even done anything business-wise or anything personally to celebrate, um, but that's just a reminder to be like, you know, stop, 
smell the roses, um, yes. celebrate how far you've come. Always. So, yeah, I'll definitely be doing that. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you are. <laughs> hold, hold me to it. I'll hold you to that, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All oh, right. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on A Creative Life. If you'd like to hang out with us and our podcast community, come and join our free Facebook group where you can find your tribe and connect with like-minded creatives. Just head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash A Creative Life Podcast Collective. You can also follow our creative lives on Instagram at Castella Design at Samantha Lawrence underscore. And of course, the podcast Instagram at A Creative Life Podcast. If you like today's episode and you want to hear more from us, we would love it if you subscribe and leave us a review. See you next time.